young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast, powered by the War Report. It's Thursday, so joining me as always is my guy, Auburn Memes. Check him out on Twitter, at Auburn Memes. Always dropping the fire memes after every basketball game and every day of your life. Memes, Hugh Freeze is on the planes. It is officially the era of the Frozone on the planes. And, uh... The debate is starting to rage about quarterback, about whether Auburn should bring in a quarterback from the portal or whether whether it's even needed. Now, Hugh Freeze was very complimentary of Robbie Ashford on his way in the door. Uh, You know, Robbie Ashford clearly wanted this coaching switch. Uh, You know, in our conversations with him and things he said publicly, he's on board with Hugh Freeze era. You know, but competition is the tenant of every good program. So uh, Auburn... I feel like it's kind of swung and missed on some of uh, the names that we've heard early. What do you think here? You know, what does Auburn really need to get a starting quarterback, or do they ride with Robbie and Holden and you develop you guys you have going into 2023 and 2024? Now it's an incredible debate, and I definitely think from the perspective of what folks thought, definitely from what you know Robbie's enthusiasm when Hugh got hired, and just kind of looking at the natural fit of the system that Hugh Freeze would be running versus what Brian Harson and staff had previously run. It definitely seems like a much better match made with Hugh Freeze and Robbie than what it was under Harson. It definitely kind of felt like there was a, uh, especially all things considered, a square peg and a round hole type situation. You saw a lot, uh, a little bit more flourishment with Cadillac calling the uh, calling the plays and, or I guess I should say, Cadillac tweaking the offense with Will Friend and Ike Hilliard calling the plays. And they did a very novel thing of like, hey, let's maybe run the offense around the talent that we have, which is something that uh, was not exactly happening for the rest previous parts of the season. But keeping it, keeping with that idea there, all right, what do we do with what we have right now? Because we have the knowns and we have the unknowns, obviously. Calzada has officially announced he's in the transfer portal. Now, he has yeah. not landed a destination yet. So, Correct. technically, he could always come out. That is a technicality as of we recording this right now. I think most people think that's unlikely, but it's still possible. You uh, still have TJ Finley, who has not officially announced anything. Uh, most rumors right now are kind of leaning to the fact he's probably going to hang around, at least get his degree, and then he can transfer out penalty-free because he has already burned his one-time transfer. So that really leaves you with keeping all the variables in control there. That's leaving you with Robbie as your 
anointed number one. You have Holden as your young, talented guy who would probably be your number two. And then I believe our, uh, I don't even know if Trey Lindsay and Sawyer Pate have any more eligibility left. I guess Trey Lindsay technically now being a scholarship quarterback. Mm. But since you do have two guys that were technically walk-ons, I don't know if you're really seeing them as uh, official depth pieces, or I'm sure most people would be cringing the idea if that's what <laughs> if that's where we're on the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're turning the, the 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 program over to Trey Lindsay anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but uh, not. You, you've got uh, the kid coming in in 2024, uh, Pose. Um, you know, you've got a few things. You've got some death pieces down the road. But for this year, uh, you know, I, th- I feel like competition breeds greatness. Right. And, you know, how much is Robbie Ashford looking? You know, and I'll tell you what I know about Robbie Ashford. His, Biggest competitor is himself. Mm-hmm. This kid competes at a high level. He's very difficult on himself uh, when he makes mistakes. Uh, he tries to correct them. You know, uh, he cares a lot about the game, and he cares a lot about how he plays the game. Now, you've got a very different quarterback in Holden Gariner. So, you know, does I, – I personally don't think that Holden fits Hugh Freeze's system as well as some other guys that they could go get. So is it – really holding driving the need to go out and find another QB to back up Robbie or to compete with Robbie more so than it is, is Robbie Asher going to be the guy? Right. And, and to, uh, I, I found, I was digging through my sheet. I finally found my uh, roster here. Trey Lindsay walk on is a, um, I guess recently scholarship former walk on. He'd be a senior. I don't know how COVID years and stuff work anymore. And mm-hmm. then Sawyer Pate, another walk on would be your, um, would be a sophomore. I guess he'd be a, a junior next season. So with that being said, though, in theory, if Calzada and TJ leave and they brought nobody else in, your third-string quarterback is a walk-on by default. Right. Is, or a true freshman. Um, what's the guy's name? Hank. Uh, first, What's the guy they just landed recently? Um, the guy that followed Hugh Freeze over, who was a Liberty commit. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. So you'd have, so you'd have a, that guy. So anyway, if you're looking at the pure depth piece situation there, Got to be looking at that. But so here's the tough sell here. Do you bring in a quarterback to compete or do you bring a guy in to start? So we'll zoom in on what that that verbiage means a little bit here. Thinking if you're a guy, let's say we'll use a really easy situation here, the McCall situation, which doesn't look like that was going to end up working out due to the credit transfer eligibility, not having his major. But there's a guy who's going to be a fifth year senior, tons of starting experience, would be a guy to kind of come in one and done kind of use Auburn to potentially propel himself to getting in the next league, kind of getting a bigger stage from a smaller school, a guy that was probably a bigger fish in a small pond. Then, okay, do you take that situation to look like, all right, if I go in here and let's just say this guy, and we're going to talk about Robbie here, who got thrust into a system that he, and I, I'm, I'm big on Robbie. So don't, that, that's, that's going to be my angle on this. I, okay. I've been, I know Blackerby says that a lot on his show <laughs> and I, I kind of echo his standpoints here. So right. I'm going to lean a little bit more here, but I'm just telling my, my skew to understand I'm going to be as critical with this as possible. You have a guy being Robbie who's thrust into the stage. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I had to clear my throat for this one. We're about to, about to preach for a second. All right. You got thrust on the stage. He was a guy that, for the most parts of camps, was a second or third string guy, just depending upon what the situation was with Calzada as far as reps were going for most of the summer. He was going to be a piece that was going to have a role to play, but not really competing for the starting situation with TJ. It was like, hey, we got packages for Robbie. He's going to play, but this is going to be TJ's team. Well, 
after a lot of early interceptions and a shoulder injury, TJ was out, and then Robbie was thrust in the driver's seat when it became very obvious that Calzada was going to be uh, sitting out for his health as well. And then we know, now in hindsight, we can talk about it publicly, Robbie sustained a pretty nasty shoulder injury that Missouri game, his first true start. Right. So you're looking at that, like, all right, here's a guy who he did not get a full offseason to prep. He got a what in some cases could be a season injury, season ending shoulder injury. Is he really gutted that out too? Memes like what that was an AC shoulder sprain to his throwing shoulder. Yeah, so he really gutted that out. Right, throwing shoulder too. Yes, I mean throwing shoulder, major injury. So if you talk about your natural development things, like so, all those first first team practice reps he's got being the starter guy, he's doing those on an injured shoulder. So he's not even getting to use a hundred percent of that practice time because he's throwing hurt. And on top of that, he said he has a lot of other injuries he was dealing with too that he didn't want to necessarily come out and state all those publicly. And we don't need to delve in that either. So more of the story there, you got a guy that was just playing really beat up. And then on top of that, you had just some awful play calling, really bad offensive development in a really bad scheme that did not fit him or anybody else. So then you sit there and if you're outside looking and you're saying, okay, well, what if Robbie did what he could with what he had and he written even the few interceptions he threw were not bad interceptions. A lot of those are just kind of Hail Mary balls or it was a tip up by another team. You know, I, I can't really think of one interception that I saw Robbie throw that I was like, man, that was a stupid decision. So you take that, all those things in consideration, you saw those flashes and you're looking and said, man, if this guy were to get healthy and he gets coached up in the system, and he's really groomed to those first team reps. Like, could he really show that he's got a high, high ceiling? Cause his floor, all things considered is not that bad. Assuming that his floor would be risen, assuming he's in a better system with better coaching, Correct. better play calling, and he's healthy. The well, health, health factor being the biggest, in my opinion. Well, look at it this way, right? Um, his athleticism adds an aspect to his game that not a lot of guys, you know, can 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 match, right? Like he's he's an he is an athlete in the purest sense of the word athlete, and he can do some things on a football field. I mean, he's going to be the fastest guy in a foot race nine times out of ten. Uh, now, he doesn't like to be thought of as a running quarterback, but he can run. And that is an advantage to his game. I felt at times last year, he tried too hard to be the pocket QB rather than just using his God-given gifts to be better than the guy on the other side of, of the line. So, you know, does Hugh Freeze coach that out of him a little, you know, get him more into his element uh, where he's using, you know, his legs and his arms, uh, you know, maybe not even equally, but just in the best combination possible to help Auburn win football games. And then two, his short to intermediate passes is really where he needs work. You know, mm. so let's let's talk about spring here for, for Robbie Ashford while we're on quarterback, because if you don't bring in a portal QB, Robbie Ashford has to have a phenomenal spring, does he not? Uh, or it's going to cause a lot of consternation with everybody going into the fall if you got an iffy-looking guy who is your incumbent, you know, an inexperienced backup, and then a couple of walk-ons. Right. right. I, yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be Robbie Ashford taking that next, clearly taking that next step uh, in the spring, does it not? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, you're right. I mean, you look at some of his deep ball statistics, and I mean, you watch the eye test. I mean, the deep ball, I mean, that, that touchdown pass against Alabama, that uh, first corner as, end zone, as I think good as you'll find. Yeah. I mean, that was an NFL level throw. And you just got to be seeing that. And as a coach, just thinking, man, if we can get that and make that the, the consistency, like that's uh, that's what we expect. Every, I mean, it would be unstoppable, top tier SEC quarterback right there. But then you see some of those short range passes, like I believe it was. Uh, oh man, I don't think it was like the Texas. 
See the Texas A&M or Eastern Kentucky game where Jarquez was wide open. He just did not have that touch on the ball there. And it's just little things like that where you know, well, you really hope to say, hey, that's probably just that shoulder injury and some of those throwing motions. And you can get really deep into the the uh, medical side of it from a uh, athletic training perspective and a physical therapist rehab side of it. But you got to hope with the with coaching and the proper rehab and just time it takes for that to heal that both of those things running on a similar course with each other would result in that short ball getting there and seemingly hoping that the uh, the long ball is you get to see it more and see it uh, start yielding its fruit. And you would hope that would just come with the natural progression of just taking more reps and just being healthy. So if you have all those things, yeah, I think that development is very safe to be there. But the conversation we're having, have another prospect of quarterbacks looking at Auburn, one who thinks, well, if I, I really think I've got the steam to play at the SEC, do I want to risk getting processed out? Or is it looking at a guy that might be able to transfer to a you know higher group of five schools saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to throw my hat and just try to go play at Auburn. If I don't start out, you know, how SEC experience is cool to be on the team and you could still compete and probably be a second string there. If it injury, I'm ready to go. So that's, that's kind of the situation here. You bring in a quarterback who's just there as a depth piece or somebody who can really truly compete. And I'm just wondering, does that quarterback who can really truly compete, do they see the upside of Robbie and just saying, eh, there's other schools I can go to that I've got a much more guaranteed path to playing time than somebody who's a sophomore. Well, well, let's ask this question. Let's ask it from this perspective, right? Um, is there a quarterback in the portal currently that we haven't eliminated from contention that's coming to Auburn thinking, I can beat out Robbie Ashford for the number one job right now? Like, is that a daunting task for an, an incoming portal QB right now? Or do you think, eh, he might be a little bit too entrenched. I don't want to risk it. I'm going to go someplace where it's a little safer bet that I'm going to start. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the million dollar question. I don't, I don't know where the, like the beautiful spreadsheet is of all available quarterbacks in the portal right now, but yeah, I, mean, I think your top two guys that Auburn was really looking at either committed somewhere else or just like said, there was an eligibility situation. Now, of course, more guys will come out. Do I think they will get a transfer or a portal quarterback? Absolutely. Do I think they need one for a lot of reasons? If nothing else, just if quarterback goes down with injury mm. and Holden's not ready to take the take the reins there, you need to have somebody else. Like we said, it's it's a walk on or a true freshman scholarship quarterback. Neither of which are good. So you need to. And then even then, you can look at a situation. I forget the guy's name. He like he he he. I, the guy was at Georgia last year. He's like a five star. I can't remember if he put his name in the portal with Drew. I want to say it was Brock. Something with a. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I forget, I forget the guy's name exactly. And there was kind of like every quarterback in the world was rumored to come to Auburn last season. My gosh, I just don't think there's another Caleb Williams type situation that's going to be happening this year. I don't yes. know. And I will, I will say though, I think even though I think he deserved the Heisman, um, a lot of those Pac QBs did really well, and I think it had more to do with Pac-12 defenses being, being not bad. So great. Yeah, than yeah, it was that, about them being so great. The SEC. Or then, you know, the other situation, like I said, we we said the McCall deal of a a you know smaller school guy who played really, really well, who maybe just want to go get a little bit more spotlight to jump to the NFL. Or do you have a guy who's at we'll just I don't know Michigan's step chart, but we'll just pick on Michigan here. Let's just say Michigan's got five four five star quarterbacks on the roster, and that one that's maybe a rising sophomore is like, you know what, I just I don't know if I, I 
I just don't know if my path's playing time here is super clear, but I'm really talented. And if I know if I jump at the portal, I'm gonna make a splash. I'm gonna go to another big school to where I can really, you know, be be the big guy in the room instead of just being one of many. But then you got a similar situation there where you look at Auburn, you say, I could that'd be a really good landing spot. But then it's like if I'm a sophomore and he's a sophomore and he beats me out, I've already burned a transfer. Mm. What do I do? So I, you got to wonder if those kind of conversations are end up happening. If it's just, hey, I could go to school X or school Y with and compete against quarterbacks, a quarterback room that just had the incumbent senior leaving, and it's kind of a fair game with everybody. But then you got to think, too, well, it's a new coach. It's a blank slate. So there's a lot of factors that are um, in play with what could be going on here. But I do think it's really interesting that – you haven't seen it so far because that would have been a position I thought they would have, you know, looked at fairly early. Yeah, and they haven't, and you hadn't seen, you hadn't really seen any big name quarterbacks jump in the portal because a year ago this time there was a they handful. Were all, more they were all right over the now. place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were all over the place. I mean, so okay, if you're Hugh Freeze, right? A big knock on the last staff was inability to be able to take advantage of the portal. A lot of fans, you know, alumni. Uh, uh, boosters alike felt like Auburn did not get their fair share of the pie from the portal. Hugh Freeze is going to try to concentrate on that in year one. He has openly touted his ability to be able to turn a program around quickly and to develop quarterbacks. So we got two things right there. Now we're talking quarterback today, uh, but he thinks he can turn a program around quickly. And if you are going to do that, then developing your quarterback is going to go in lockstep with that, right? Um, now, how much better does Hugh Freeze have to do to Brian Harson in the portal? I think the consensus is he killed it in recruiting in the time that he had. Yep. Um, you know, he did a really good job in recruiting. Uh, well, just look at the line. Yeah, lineman. Well, we needed lineman, and he went out and got <laughs> a slew of lineman. Right? Uh, now, you know, but, but beside, line, how, beside the line, how harshly are we judging him on his ability to be able to go out and get a portal QB? If he doesn't get one, is it now like, hey, man, we didn't get anything out of the portal at QB, and we obviously needed that. The fans start griping about portal QBs the same way they were griping about portal O-linemen under Brian Harson. Well, I think it's going to be a situation of what's out there. Now, I I can't remember the lineman situation last year of how many guys were out there that Auburn specifically could have got that they struck out on. If, if there was definitely more than zero. So, needless to say, the uh, did not pass, didn't pass the eye test there. You brought nobody in, so <laughs> you can't really defend that. All right. But for the quarterback situation being a little bit more, you're not, you know, you need multiple linemen. You only really need one quarterback, maybe two. So you're not grabbing as many. And that was one thing Harson always did. I mean, remember he had TJ, and then he got Calzada and Robbie last season. So. Harson grabbed quarterbacks out of the, he got more quarterbacks than he did linemen. That's facts. <laughs> totally. So if you look at it that way, and I mean, obviously freeze, they got a lot of linemen recruited. They need to get more transfer linemen if they can. He can't have enough at this point. And that will be another factor going into quarterback that we should already have a box semi check there. It's like, all right, we can expect a better line play might equal better quarterback play. For sure. But as far as what he'll be judged by, I think it's going to depend on who's out there. Because remember last year, there was a lot of, and we just kind of mentioned this earlier, there was a lot of quarterback guys that names that were surrounded and Auburn, what that were probably sexier names that Auburn didn't get. 
Now, Robbie and Calzada, those were because there was always this big, oh, there's this big, there's a big name guy. They can, we can't say it, but they, he's looking, he's visiting. The coaches talk to him, and that just that all really fizzled out. How much was it there? How much was it wasn't? Who knows? But Robbie and Calzada were not your two big, sexy, marquee names. Right. Robbie worked out more so than Calzada. Well, obviously, Jerry will still be up depending on what he ever does at his next landing destination. Obviously, you know, given his health situation, which really stinks for him. But you brought in a quarterback who had SEC starting experience. I'm never going to knock that. That's a good thing. That was a good pickup. Robbie, you brought in a highly recruited guy out of high school who was a power five player who inevitably did show he could be a potential SEC starter long term. He was a starter short term. So, that worked out as well. If you have a lot, it, let's just say all of a sudden the seal breaks and transfer quarterbacks just start jumping in the portal like crazy. And then big names that could potentially be SEC starters and you see a lot of those strike out, then I think people are going to have a problem. But let's just say it's just a lot of kind of mid-tier, maybe group of five, lower end power five guys like, hey, I'm looking at Auburn and Indiana. I don't know if people are really going to feel sad about those type situations. I think it's just depending on who's out there. And the thing is, is I think you got to get somebody, like I mentioned, you got to get somebody just for depth. You got to have some depth. Is that somebody mm-hmm. kind of like a Grant Loy type situation? Like, hey, we just need a body in there. Yeah, I would be absolutely shocked if they just didn't get a person. Is it going to be somebody that can really compete? I mean, I think you hope so. You rule of thumb, we talk about this all the time. You want the best guy there. You don't ever want right. to pick favorites. If there's a quarterback that is out there that is going to be better than Robbie, who can put Auburn in a better situation, get that guy. If you think he can, make sure that you can get that guy and let him compete. I mean, that is the name of the game. For sure. But at the end of the day, if that guy isn't out there, I, I don't think people should really judge the staff for it. I think if you get nobody, like Harson did with linemen, then that's going to be a head-scratcher. But if they don't get like the guy – and the guy isn't out there, eh, I, don't know, I think it just, it's just what it is. You can't hold a gun to a kid and make him transfer. Well, I think it's important to note that the guy may not be the obvious name either. Right? Like, it may not be the obvious name out there. Not, it may not be a Caleb Williams-type name means where, you know, guys coming in. And, 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 and I want to close out talking about this staff's ability to evaluate uh, what maybe other people have missed in some kids, right? So, uh, Hugh Freeze famously turned Malik Willis into a draft pick. Yep. Gus let him go uh, for a guy who is still playing college football <laughs> while Malik is now in the NFL and has started NFL games. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, as a third round draft pick, uh, you know, that was a huge jump for him. Uh, and I think a lot of Auburn fans are looking for that sort of development at the quarterback position. Now, you can argue night and day about whether Robbie Ashford has more talent overall than Malik Willis. But, you know, how huge would it be for Hugh Freeze to take Robbie Ashford, despite the death piece that we're talking about, and turn him into an all-SEC QB in year one on the Plains? No, absolutely. And just just like with last year with Harson, you don't want to put all your chips in on – your current roster being in this his case the offensive line last year or in this case your quarterback room this year if you have the ability to hedge your bets and go out and get more guys no one's going to be mad at this staff for getting more guys you're auburn you are a sec school you're one of the top schools in the nation 
you can get bodies in that quarterback room. You can put guys in position where they want to compete. But kind of like we've been saying, that big, big name, are they going to see that path to playing time and be a little iffy about it and go somewhere else? That could definitely happen because you have a guy that started three-quarters of the season last year, and you knew he had health issues and other things. He's thinking, if he's improved, maybe so. And I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it on the head right there with, I think, the most home-run hit for this whole situation is they find a guy that they have just evaluated better than somebody else and say, that guy's an SEC caliber quarterback, and I don't think other schools see that. And it may not be the sexiest commitment to fans. They may not right. really see it, the coaches can see it, and then all of a sudden you start getting these practice reports like, this guy's lighting it up. That's the home run hit that you got to do. Because I just don't think if there's a guy like, we're just going to use the Caleb Williams example, a marquee guy like that out there, that might be a tough one for Auburn to compete on. They might be dumping a lot of NIL money to get that. Try yeah. to find a diamond, find a diamond, find a diamond in the rough. And if he and if he hits it and he's better than Robbie and he starts, then Auburn's probably in a really good situation. If he doesn't, then you've got a depth piece that's there to drive Robbie to be better at practice. And if God forbid he gets hurt or has to go down for a little bit, you've got somebody in the backup realms if Holden is not ready to handle the QB2 situation. But going with no quarterback at all, I think we can all agree, is probably a very, very risky move here. Well, listen, we all hope Auburn finds that diamond in the rough. If you're listening to this, you have found a diamond in the rough in the Auburn Express podcast, Powered by the War Report. It's Thursday. I want to thank my guy, Auburn Means, for joining me to talk a little Auburn football. The storylines are going to be never-ending this offseason memes with Hugh Freeze's first spring on the plains making a big splash. Uh, It's going to give us a lot to talk about, so we'll be here every Thursday to cover every bit of it all year long. Memes, we're signing off. I want to thank you for joining us. And as always, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.